everyone ready to another episode of Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz Jordan, here with my co-host, Jordan. And today we are starting a brand new TV show, and it is none other than probably my favorite animated TV show of all time. And easily one of my favorite just shows, period, of all time. And that's Avatar Last Airbender. Um, and since I'm watching this for the podcast over... I realize it, there's just there's so much depth to their show at a very, very early age. And I think one of the things I like about doing this podcast is that it kind of helps me look at things uh, deeper and kind of analyze characters' motivations from their perspectives and whatnot. And I'm starting to get a little bit better at that. So now whenever I'm watching a, a TV show or a movie, and this is for better and worse, um, I will analyze... <laughs> each character individually. So I'll I'll sit there. It's like, okay, what he did was stupid there. But if you really look at, you know, his emotions going into it, his history, his past experiences, his beliefs, um, he's not he's not far off. It, it, I understand why he did what he did, even if it was wrong. Um, so I, I think this show just does it on such a great level. I... The show has fantastic world building. Okay, so from a kid's perspective, right? So for those of you who don't know, I watched a show, I'm not joking, the day one that it came out. Day one. I remember seeing the trailers for it. I'm like, well, this looks cool, but it's going to be on Nickelodeon. So I don't know why that's, um, how that, how good this is going to be. But, you know, I was a kid. I had Jimmy Neutron, Fairly Odd Parents. There's not much to watch as far as depth goes. Right. Um. So when this came, I'm like, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And the, they released the first two episodes on the same day. And I was like, this is freaking awesome. Um, and it grabs you as a kid. And it continues to hold your attention as your kid. But I think it came out at the perfect time at the age that I was at the time. Um, because it grew up, I grew up with Avatar. And I, I remember... There's like stages you go through in life, right? Like you, you, there's a point in your life when you gain consciousness of yourself. And then when you're a teenager, um, you, you're starting to really develop more and more complex emotions. If you want to know what I'm talking about, watch Inside Out, one of my favorite animated movies of all time. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Um, a good one. But so because of that, I, I, I could feel myself maturing. And this show played a big, big role in that. Um, I connected with several of the characters on an individual level. The, the world building, like I was talking about earlier is just fantastic. It's beautiful. And it was to the point where like, I never noticed the concept of world building. Even after I got finished with the show, I didn't even know the phrase world building, but I just knew I'm like, I just love this world. I feel comfortable despite the fact that there's no technology, right? Like I'm used to cell phone, trains, uh, cars, airplanes. Despite that this world is lacking all that, I feel much more comfortable in this world. Um, it feels like a world I could just run away to and just live in permanently. Um, so what I'm trying to say is, is that this series kind of, I felt like it was a necessary transitionary piece that turned me from a kid to an adult yeah yeah i um i actually have only watched it all the way through one time really okay yes. i'm 
Okay, so before we get into the actual show itself, I'm just going to say we're going to try and make this spoiler free in the first section. Then we'll, the next, like, we'll say, okay, now we're getting into spoilers for the rest of the show. And so for those of you who this is your first time watching it, you just jump off there and then maybe you can come back and listen to the rest of these episodes when you're finished with the show. But this show's been out for so, so long that I feel like most of the people listening have probably already seen it. Um, but I've always maintained that I don't like, you know, not everyone has a chance to see everything, right? Like if I haven't seen a movie from back in the seventies, you can't be like, Oh, well you had 50 years to watch. It's like, okay, I get that. But I also had so much time to watch so many other things. I only have so much time in the day. Right. There's a bajillion other things to watch. If if you sit down and think about it. So, and I'm not expecting everyone to be my level of anti-spoiler, um, like awareness. Uh, but you know, I am, so that this is what we're going to do. So like I said, we'll just, you know, we're right now we're doing the first 10 episodes of the first season. And so we'll just talk about it and then we'll say, okay, now we're going to spoil the rest of the series just to have the full discussion of the first 10 episodes in context with the rest of the series, some foreshadowing, blah, blah. blah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So this series has something that, adults today can enjoy too and i think this is what makes this series timeless completely timeless because it grabs kids in great fun you know comedic characters the timing is perfect it's not like marvel where they just throw out comedy lines all willy-nilly they don't let you just appreciate a sad or powerful moment without you know throwing a joke in uh this show it, it does it uses comedy at the perfect timing um, and uses this, I want to say sparingly, but it doesn't take away from any impactful moments. Um, I agree. I agree. And then watching, you know, getting back into these um, episodes again, you know, my memory comes back from even watching it through once. Um, it's really, I really enjoy the show because it's something, the show's almost relaxing, you know? Yes. Other animes seem more like, um, yeah, they like they have to get, show you a fight scene. Every yes, yeah. yes, this one's more relaxing because I, I do I enjoy the characters. They're goofy. They're the magic system is amazing, and the way they learn the magic system is obviously amazing. Yeah, I mean, okay, so that and that was the next thing I was going to mention was the fighting, the actual action, the actual as as you put it, magic system of the show is very satisfying. It makes sense. There's nothing like. Oh well, you never really established that before, and now he's just firing like this, uh, this hyper spirit bomb stuff, right? Whoa! I'm just, yeah. I'm just pulling that out just just because I'm not trying to take a dig at Dragon Ball Z, but I'm just saying that you know, it, it is a hard magic system for yes. all intents. It, it has to be learned. Like you have to learn it. Yeah. There's no like. Oh, I get this concept, so now I can apply it in sixty ways. Well, yeah, you can, but you have to learn it first. Yep. Um, and I think for me, the biggest thing is that the the action scenes aren't. I don't know. There is a style to it. First of all, for those of you who don't know, the actual fight like techniques that they use they are they are based off real martial arts techniques um, yeah well, i don't know what what is that martial arts i have no clue but i just know that they're and like so even between earthbenders um 
And between firebenders, certain firebenders, like individuals, they'll have a different style of fighting that you think like, oh, all firebenders have the same style. No, they don't. And I think it, what's cool is that like the style of martial arts that each individual bender, like generally benders use is very beautiful because you can see that their movements mimic the the earth or the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the element that they're bending, right? Because if you look at Aang, the way he moves, he moves very free flowing and just kind of like he hits a barrier and he moves out of it, moves around kind of like water. But I don't know. Water is a lot more um, grounded element, right? There's not a lot of jumping along. Air, the air is very, very. Uh, what was that? What's the what's the word um, where it moves freely? I can't remember the free word. Flowing. For, not free flowing. It's very. Um, we'll just go with that for now until I think <laughs> of the word. But it's like he's um, it's like he's moving with the wind. Yeah, it's really yes. cool. Uh, and. You know, with Earth, it's and I, I also like how a lot of them, their the metal that they bend, changes their psyche in a way to where they actually start acting based off the metal that they're bending. Right, right. For for those of you who are new to the show, or maybe you know that you're just as, you're rewatching it, but you never really realized it. Pay attention to the people, who, to the individual benders, and pay attention to like what kind of personalities they have. You'll notice firebenders are very passionate, um, very driven. <clears throat> and then earthbenders are very stubborn, very rough, <laughs> rough and tough, kind of. And, their phys- and look at their physiques as well. Um, right. Whereas waterbenders are much more like just go with the flow kind. And waterbenders and air, we only have one airbender, a freaking 12 year old kid to base it off of. So maybe that's not too much perfect example right you know like air air is very spiritual too right i feel like and so that's why they're all monks and it's cool because you got the earth kingdom the fire nation the water tribes and the air nomads like it's just i don't know it feels it feels beautiful Um, it seems like they placed all the people in the right spots too yeah air nomads that sounds right that just sounds right exactly it sounds like yeah this this makes sense um what to speak more on the spiritual side of things uh i think that that's what also just made this feel more real where the spirit the spiritual cultural religious side of the world is i don't i don't know what if accurately is the right word but just it's that also seems real right like the world building in this show is just it's phenomenal i agree um, and it the lore, the 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 creatures. Yeah. The, oh my the, god, the flying bison. I've, I've wanted an Appa for so long. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched um, some guys review the first four episodes actually online mm-hmm. after I got done, and it was like they're like, "Oh, so the bison just floats and it wags its tail." I'm like, "Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it a is. spiritual creature. It Thank you. Yeah, that it does. You're right. It does. That's that's what it does. Um, <laughs> so quiet down. Yeah." You like this is your problem in a show where people are bending the elements. You're not gonna like the show. <laughs> As, yeah, because it's like you're basing it off our human experience that we have, and <clears throat> our human experience is um very little. Is yeah, it's very limited. Um, so I think we're the 
individual character. So, so I like Katara. I, okay, so this is another show, by the way, where if you and experience was very similar in this situation. If you were an individual who said, I like this character, I couldn't really argue with you. Right there, there I, I could not be sitting like, wait, why does he like him so much? You know, like not like Sakura. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone if if majority of people said, you know, like, I don't like Sakura, I'd be like, OK, that makes sense. In fact, if there's a one individual who says I like Sakura, I'd be like, wait, why? That doesn't make any sense. Whereas in this show, if someone says, you know, I like Uncle Iroh. I like Zuko. Uh-huh. I like Zhang Zhang. I like Boomy. Uh, my favorite character is isn't Sokka. Boomy the Earth Kingdom? Yeah, he's at the King of Amashu. Love that guy. Oh uh, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, if someone says, you know, I like uh, freaking Appa or Momo or Toph, any of these characters, like it's uh, even Avatar Roku, right? Like we saw a little glimpse of him. If someone said, yeah, that's my favorite character, he's only in the show. And a, in a limited capacity, but he's my favorite character. I'd be like, you know what? I, I can see it. Me personally, my favorite character, and it's probably my favorite character in any form of media, is Prince Zuko. Mm, okay. What about you? I could, I could see that. We just said it, Boomy. Oh, Boomy's your favorite? Yes, I like him. He's a wacko. He's awesome. I can love it. But yeah, but I, I, I mean, mean, you know, this the, the show just does. I honestly don't know anything that the show does wrong. And if I was to nitpick, and this isn't even like a a complaint of the show, it's just well, it's dated, so it's gonna look dated. Is that it looks dated? If you actually look at the um the resolution and whatnot, I don't even think this is 1080p. It's actually the early episodes are square boxed. So it's like a small yeah. aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, they they remastered it, but then when they initially remastered it, the first like half of the first season, there's like a rubber banding. Of, I don't know if it was rubber banding, but like a 3D effect almost where the lines didn't actually meet. So, but other than, I mean, again, that's nitpicking. If, we're, if I'm talking about the quality of the show, the show is just fantastic. Um, I agree. This will cover it for the non-spoiler section because I, I don't know if I can talk about any of the stuff I want to talk about without spoiling it. So if this is your first time watching the show um, and you do care about spoilers, go ahead and hop off now and please come back after you are done watching the show. Um, but we will be finishing the next 10 episodes for the next uh, section that we cover on Avatar Lester Bender. So this is your final warning. The spiritual side of Avatar Last Airbender and by extension Legend of Korra is, in my opinion, the weakest portion Mm -hmm. of any of both those series. More so in Legend of Korra. I think they just handled that way worse. I feel like the spiritual side was handled better in Last Airbender because it was, first of all, it was more subtle. Yeah. And and second of all, it was much more sparing. Um, It doesn't help the fact that in the spirit world, you can't even bend. So you take away like a big part of the show that makes the show very enjoyable. Um, so, but these, this show jumping into the spirit world so soon because it was like, what, seven episodes in? And mm-hmm. then they jumped in the spirit world and that I think that's risky. That's risky storytelling, but really paid off. Yeah, um, and that, I, to be honest with you, some of those things... I don't pick up on just because of 
like the fact that when it's like early on, like you bringing that up makes sense now, telling me that, yeah. explaining it to me. But if you didn't explain it to me, I would still watch it, and I wouldn't think much of it. I'd be like, oh, it's part of the lore. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they they integrate it very well. It's very believable. It doesn't seem like it's a separate series because sometimes when a series wants to implement uh something and they do it poorly it feels like an entirely different series like it feels disconnected from the the world and the side characters but it it doesn't here at all um i did want to talk about uh katara here right (laughs) it is funny that when you take away music i'm this is the episode where they're imprisoned on that uh floating prison with the earthbenders yes When you take away music, it makes epic speeches sound so not epic. I agree. Because if they threw in some music in there, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is this is cool. And then, you know, just the way that people responded, which is not at all, it'd be like a kind of a gut punch. But I think it was a really good decision for them not to put in an epic music at all because it kind of shows you. First of all, she's like, what, 13-year-old girl? 13-year-old? I think yeah. so. She's a year older than Aang, I think. So she's a 13-year-old girl. So... You know, they're not taking her seriously. She, she's right. young, inexperienced, you know, naive. Uh, and these are all grown men. I, and I think this show does a really good job of showing that um, revolution and uprising and, you know, fighting for freedom happens with young people. It does not happen with 40-year-old men who have kids of their own and mortgages not. <laughs> <laughs> Even in that era, yeah, even in that era. So it, it's, I, I, I like that a lot. And but you know, at the end of the day, it's not like they don't ever fight. And it was cool to see her rally it. Um, but Ang, watching this show again and again, of uh, watching it from the perspective of the podcast of trying to analyze everything to, on a deeper level, Ang has some unbelievable pressure and stress and i feel like if he was not the airbender like if airbending was not his first uh element element right if he was not born into the nomads where they raised him with spiritual uh guidance raised him with patience and peacefulness and calming your mind it would not have ended well (laughs) no no it wouldn't have this is a 12 year old kid who you know he has not he's Probably hitting puberty sometime soon, if not already is. Emotions come so, flying yeah, Hormones, emotions, chemicals raging on max capacity. Um, and he has to save the world. And he already feels like the world was, he let down the world, right? right. So it, I don't know, man. This, this show, I, I can definitely feel like that if he was not an airbender, if he wasn't a monk, per yeah. Se. If he was not, yeah, exactly. If he was not a monk, he would have wrecked the entire world. He'd just go on a rampage. Like if he was Korra, right? Oh God, yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I, I like Aang's character because as he progresses, he starts to see the reality of the world, and it really it shows in these first episodes that he has like he's how how it shows how um. I would say a a kid of his age would take the reality of the world and how harsh it can be. But you know what I mean? Like the way he took it was really good, obviously. 
but but it is also we also have to understand that he's 13 years old so you know maybe it's like a blueprint for maybe a 13 year old and how we should handle those things per se you know what i mean like just because he's the avatar and he's a monk doesn't mean that those emotions and all those things that he should be feeling aren't there. No, I agree. Um, and it's just, man, I, his, uh, th- the character that I really liked here, the side character was jet and yeah. seeing jet later in the series. I, I think the show also does it well because I remember when I was younger, a lot of the shows at the time, they would kind of bring in a character and then they would like, if a, if a character was well liked by the audience, they would kind of bring them back, but mm-hmm. they would kind of bring them back sparingly. And it was not really relevant. It was just more so, Hey, you like this character. So we're bringing them back. Yeah. He got resurrected by the seven dragon balls, 850,000 times. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So it was, so it was just really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same thing with Suki, right? Suki's also brought back. Yes, I, I think I remember that. Yeah, uh, she becomes pretty relevant. I know it's been a, I know later on. Ones. Yeah, she becomes pretty relevant later on. And Avatar Roku as well, he was an awesome, awesome character. Seeing uh, in the future, you know, the, the recap, no, I don't want to say recap episodes, but flashback episodes involving a younger Avatar Roku and whatnot was, that was one of my favorite show uh, episodes of the entire show. That episode yeah. was fantastic. I liked seeing that he has that spiritual connection to his previous incarnations, which is super awesome. Yes, yes. Um, which have you seen Legend of Korra? Oh, uh, you're gonna be mad, but I have not. You have not. Okay, well maybe we can just I'm, hit that up directly after this one. Um, yeah, I mean, mainly I was. I mean, I I knew we were gonna probably cover this eventually, uh-huh. so. I knew that it could be a possibility we also cover Korra eventually. So I was going to watch it the other day, and we're laying around, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save Just some wait. of this watch. Yeah, so, yeah no, that's probably good. And you've never heard me say that ever. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not wrong. But mm-hmm. um, I think that all about covered from us for that. So there's more that I want to talk about, but I think it fit more as we cover more. Um, these first sections when we're talking about a brand new TV show, there's not a whole lot to really talk about. So unfortunately the episode is just going to have to be the length that it is. Um, I mean, before we, before we go, I would okay, like to right. say though, you, it's far cause I'm huge on magic systems. So I wanted to bring this up before we ended. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Um, we spoke about it obviously a few minutes ago and however long it was that, we like the magic system and how they incorporate it into the more spiritual aspect of things. But on the other side, the visuals for how they, the visuals and the moves that how, for how they like show, like the, I can't really say like um, visually speaking, the combat and we don't get to see too much of it in the first four episodes. But visually speaking, from what I've seen and what I know from watching before, the combat system is super cool. I, yeah. I enjoy oh, that. Yeah. And you know, when they're satisfying. throwing when they're throwing fire and the el- the earth element also is super awesome to me because it's like you got a shield and then you know all these other things that stem off that element and it's it keeps me engaged. Yeah, I don't disagree, man. That the combat is what kept a lot of the people um, 
Like that's what hooked so many of us. Like, the, and it, it was very early that they started showing just about like all of that, right? Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. So, unless you have anything else, we'll go ahead and wrap the first section of beautiful Avatar: Last Airbender there. Um, next time we'll cover the final ten episodes of the first season, and so we'll move through these quick. These episodes are very short; they're you know mm-hmm. twenty minutes. So yeah, next episode we'll be covering the next. 10 episodes of season one of Blaster Bender, and we'll just keep trucking this along. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time.